Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. WIP Football Authority, <laughs> Mr. Elliot Shore Parks. Hi, Elliot. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, guys? Elliot, was it arrogance? Give me your theory on why Siriati made so many bad calls at the key sequence in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if, if arrogance is the right word, but it was foolish. I mean, the, the, the call on that fourth down I thought was a terrible one. Uh, I thought the play calling in general was terrible. I mean, even the, the play where they rolled Jalen Hurts out, he only has the one option of Zach Hurts right. in the corner there, and if that doesn't work out, he basically has nowhere to go. So, you know, I, I think Sirianni coming off of week one where he did such a great job, you saw it la- yesterday, he is a rookie head coach, and I do think it's a fit in experience. I, I agree with Al. He, he's been around football his whole life, but I think it's different when you're the head coach, you're in that situation, it's an NFL game, it's the first time he's called plays. So I, I thought Sirianni absolutely cost them that game yesterday. Uh, well, I, we're not arguing that. That's going to, when we get the first poll, you'll see he's probably got 80% of the votes for a course yeah. of the game. But Elliot, is there an element of arrogance? And the reason that I think a Mike Sielski may have a good point is they blitz, they blow out the Falcon. They are dominating the Niners. Three and out, three and out, three and out. And now he's going, eh, if I don't get these points, we're not going to let them score anyway. Was it an element of arrogance in some of that play call? He left at least six points, maybe 13 on the field. Yeah, but, but to your point, they did dominate the Falcons. They were dominating the 49ers. So, I mean, even if – I just don't think, Eric, it just didn't work, right? I mean, if, if the play call worked, we're all sitting here and saying, wow, what a creative coach he is. Look how aggressive he is. Yeah, it just true. didn't work. It was, it was poorly executed, right? So, right. I just thought it was bad decision-making, not, not, not arrogance. All right, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. How would yeah. you evaluate his performance? You know, one thing I thought about a lot yesterday watching that game was if, if Carson Wentz played that game, how would the city react to it, right? And I, I think that in a lot of ways, the fact that Jalen only led the offense to three points, like, or sorry, 11 points, he deserves blame for that. Like, absolutely. You're the starting quarterback. You deserve blame for that. But the other reality is it was only a six or seven start. And I thought he, there were a lot of really good moments for him. First of all, he didn't turn the ball over, right, which is huge. He didn't – by not turning the ball over, he never allowed the game to get completely out of control. So I thought that was a positive. I thought he had a few really nice throws. The throw to Quez Watkins was really good. The 40-yard completion to Watkins was really good. He had a really nice pass to Goddard uh, near the goal line. So I did think there were a lot of positives. But ultimately, if he wants to hold on to this job, if he wants to keep being the quarterback, he's got to help him score more than 11 points flat out. All right, he made two amazing plays. You alluded to Quez, 91 yards, great throw, great play. Um, here's why the 11 points is bogus, all right? Because you could add seven to that if mm-hmm. Jalen Rager knows how to run down the field without stepping out of bounds. Elliot, that was a great throw Hurts made, and his guy can't stay in bounds? I mean, that's, that's wide receiver 101, isn't it? 
Yeah, that was brutal. And then, you know, the, the ironic part is it was also then kind of a nice play by Rager, too, to go up, get the ball, and, you know, obviously yes! to get in. So, you know, I think that rule in general, like the Rager thing aside, is a dumb rule. Like, it, it, you should if you should be completely out of bounds one or the other. I mean, his foot was halfway out of bounds. I don't know how much of an advantage he got on that. But regardless, you're right. That was a nice throw. And I think the story of the game outside of Sirianni is just missed opportunities, right? I mean, that's seven points right there. The blocked field goal is three points. The defense had a chance at three turnovers and didn't convert wow. any of them. So I think even in a loss against a team that I think we all agree is pretty good, I really didn't think they got outplayed. They really just kind of continually shot themselves in the foot. Speaking of dumb, since you said dumb play, Derek Barnett, your views. Derek Barnett, I don't want to – like, you saw this week why they signed Josh Sweat and not Derek Barnett to an extension. And I think when you look back at the last, you know, two years of Derek Barnett's career, the thing you remember more than any positive impact is just the boneheaded plays he makes. Remember the play against the Packers in Green Bay where he has the personal foul. You know, he does it consistently. And then yesterday, there's just no reason whatsoever to just run up and hit the running back like that. There just isn't. You know, so I think uh, clearly he's been a disappointment as the 14th overall pick. But at this point, he's kind of not even an average player. He, he's a, a lot of times more of a detriment out there on the field than he is a positive. But here's the problem now, Elliot. Brandon Graham is gone for the year. I, have I become out of medical mind? I knew it was Achilles. Yeah. I knew it. I think yeah. most people now know. He's 33 yeah. years old. He's hobbling. It's the ankle. You yeah. right away think it must be the Achilles. Now with him gone, not only his play but his leadership, don't you have to rely on a first-round pick who's in his fifth year like Barnett? Doesn't he have to mature now and play like an intelligence football player? Yeah, he has to. And look, he has a lot. He has a chance to earn a lot of money if he can do it over the, over these next, you know, fourteen games or whatever's left. But the thing that really stood out to me, and Brandon Graham has been on the Eagles the entire time I've covered him. I'm well aware of how much he's respected, you know, how much players like him, all those things. I was still shocked at how somber the mood was yesterday in those press conferences listening to lane johnson talk about him listening to all the players that went up there and talk about how devastated they were fletcher cox talked about how he's only ever played next to him pretty much his whole career so i I think that this is definitely a gut check moment for the team uh and i think that you know this loss of graham yes on the field absolutely it's a big one but off the field i think this could be a moment where you know if things fall apart like the injury of brandon graham could be the, the turning point all right last thing I'm I'm probably still a voice in the wilderness, but I will I will keep pounding this until I win. Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox, all right. Fletcher Cox is a guy who should be able to shut down one of the quarterback sneaks, one big play in one big moment. Fletcher Cox, they had 97 yard drive to turn the game around. Yep. Later in the game, Jonesy, 92 yard drive. His Fletcher Cox after the game assessing the performance of his defense. I mean, I think as a, as a defense, you know, we um, we played good, but obviously, uh, you know, you know, we didn't play good enough to win. So, you know, it's, it's, you can take some good and bad from from what just happened in this game today, and uh, you know, you learn from the good. I mean, you learn from the bad, and you know, even from the good stuff. You know, the good plays that we made today, uh, you just learn from it, and you know, you you go out and you practice, um, correct the, the wrong, and uh, you know, get ready for the next game. How do you feel about Cox right now, Elliot? You know, I don't completely disagree with you. That there's no denying if you just watch those last two games, you would not rec- you would not see Fletcher Cox. Like he's not standing out, he's not making big time plays. So I, I don't completely disagree with you. But where I would disagree is the defense threw it to 
three games has been very good. They've only given up, I believe, 23 total points, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, they, they pre, even yesterday, the 49ers, when they scored those, those touchdown drives, they were taking 12 plays, 15 plays. I mean, they were not just moving the ball up and down the field. So Fletcher Cox is a big part of that. I think, you know, the Javon Hargrave start to this season, uh, Fletcher Cox has something to do with that. But you, you are, the team is playing Fletcher Cox a lot of money, and he's not standing out. And I think that's definitely a problem through two games. Elliot Shawprox with many more thoughts, Elliot. When we talk later in the week, I'll get your views of what happened with Carson Wentz yesterday. All I can Can't say wait. is my thoughts and prayers go out to Carson and his family. Thank you, Elliot. Appreciate yeah, that. Yes, okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.